Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You don't do you don't uh, do one of your normal last last time um, I answered good afternoon straight after you saying good afternoon. You you bollocks me because you were mid flow of doing some intro. No, there's no there's no intro. We, it was a pod that was uh, never going to happen. It was going to be on the on the cutting room floor, so to speak. But uh, you you put a a, a Graham poll up saying, uh, "Shall we do a pod?" and uh, had 72 votes. I've just had a look. And majority said, let's hear it rather than keep it to yourselves. I know. I'd even sort of I'd even sort of negatively worded it in a way. Basically said, we can't be asked. Can you be asked to listen to it? Um it's gonna if you know, I was kind of implying it's gonna be terrible, hence keep it to yourself. But no, they, oh, it will be, it will be. They want it. We even had, we even had a few comments. Yeah, Nathan, Nathan, Joseph Nathan wants, uh, was desperate for a, a randy or ranty uh, dead bat. So. He did, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I want to hear a randy dead bat. Good old uh, <laughs> sort of critic of the pod, Francis Joseph Nathan Blake. Uh, so, yeah. I don't we, know why we... people would want it, but because uh, I've seen a few other the Blade socials, like Shore and View, saying, can't be bothered. Travelling Blade said he's going to keep going, he's going to keep at it. <laughs> so I think, uh, it is hard after a nil-nil. And as I said, we didn't, we didn't get a chance to record last night. You, you were travelling back and it was late. Um, but yeah, pe- people, people, I think probably two people, want to hear this. You know what I'm thinking? I think we've been done. I, I reckon everyone that went or watched it in one way or another last night are so pissed off that they wasted two hours of their lives dedicated to that game but the only way they can make themselves feel better is say I don't know we'll get them two knobheads to waste another they're not going to listen to it they're just going to make us record it probably not uh, I saw a, a great uh, review of our podcast uh, on, on the four, on the S2 forum from a guy called Scarebus that said Blaze Pod is like an inter- interesting documentary on your favourite subject Whereas Tufty Club is like watching two blokes giving each other piggybacks uh, through your, <laughs> your living, living room window uh, yeah, it's fair enough, isn't it? It is a sometimes it is a bit like like that, only without the mountain. Uh, but no, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult to, to to discuss the match, but we'll we'll try and avoid the match as long as as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, try and talk about other 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 stuff. Weather's crap, isn't it? Awful. Old, um, I can't remember who it is. I've just been talking about it on my team's call because. We, are, we pride ourselves on being unprofessional, but today it's professional podcast. I'm actually getting paid for it. I've, uh, I, I, never, I never take a break from work. Um, I've been on since like half six this morning, as I am every day, and I just thought, yeah, sod it today. I'll not knock off early stroke, have a late dinner hour. So this is what this is. So I'm actually technically getting paid for this. But uh, yeah, just yeah. been talking. Yeah, I bet about you're it. delighted all the people that you're servicing. <laughs> as it were. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't know what I do. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I can't even remember what Storm's called. I've just been talking about it. Dudley, is it? Dudley. Dudley. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. Needs to sod off. There was various uh, crap littered all over our garden this morning. Back gate's gone as well. Like off its hinges. I'm gonna have to do some. Well, I'm gonna have to I'd ask someone else to do some DIY. I'd leave. I'd leave it for a few days either way because it's just gonna. There's gonna be another one coming in hot on the heels. I think. Is that? Or or cold on the heels. I don't know about the temperature, but uh, yeah. And as um, one of the many Cheatums that listen to our podcast or don't listen to it, but occasionally pop up on Twitter said, um, why is it always a storm on bin day? It's quite right. It's our bin day today. So I had to retrieve as well. What colour is it in Nottingham? Uh, Today it's a black bin. We're blue. We're paper bin today. Bit of blue foot dads. We don't even have a paper bin. Well, we have blue paper, brown bottles and cans, black, you, you, just your crap, basically. But um, obviously, not a great day for it, uh, having a paper bin on the, oh, the store. too day, white. Like, uh, well, I've had a massive go. said, there's an empty box of your Frosties uh, across the road. <laughs> like, it was my fault. <laughs> Frosties, aren't you? I love Frosties. Frosties are still, your, to me, they're still your best cereal. You, What's your dentist have. got to say about that? They don't care. I would say Frosties. If you've got one of those variety packs, Frosties were your go-to pack. Yeah. That and Rice Krispies. Yeah, I'd say Frosties. Not so much Rice Krispies. They're still a bit too... I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd take Cocoa Pops over Rice Krispies, personally. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of me milk going brown. 
well, it depends what you've been doing to, I suppose. Um, he's back to doing them piggybacks. But um, I, I, I would, I would say that I've during, well, the last few years, I've, uh, I've finally matured, and I actually have shredded wheat bite size with fruit on it. Now. Really? There's an insight. It's not even proper shredded. No, I can't fit them in my mouth. So there what you go. Shred- what about the shredded me? wheat? <laughs> oh, um, is is that your is that your cereal your cereal of choice? Yeah, I, I'm mainly over because I'd fallen into just eating toast all the time for breakfast. Mm. And you just just basically fat bastard, aren't you doing? I like, just constantly troughing bread, and then over lockdown, I just thought, right, I'll be a bit healthier doing big shop every week instead of just shopping like a few times a week. I'll try uh, I'll try something healthier. And, yeah, I've got into it. Never look back. Yeah, well, I, I don't tend to have breakfast in the weeks. I'm just I'm getting up and obviously getting to work and stuff. So I just don't. I tend to. Um, you know, I tend to grab something at work. Um, like what about your the, breakfast? Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd get sacked for that. Um, yeah, so like, but the weekends, I'll I'll treat myself and have a bowl of frosty. So, <laughs> or, uh, I, even worse, now and again, I'm uh, not not unbeknown to have a, a bowl of ready break. Still got some ready central heating for kids. Central heating uh, for kids with a little bit of uh, lion's golden syrup on it as well. Which again, my dentist is not happy, but a tremendous combination. You're just obsessed by sweet stuff. Just give it. Well, I've said that I put shitload of fruit on mine, like I say, so that's still sweet stuff. But my smug sweet stuff. Yeah. So uh, I'm obviously off off work this week, so I've spent it uh, running, falling over, and smashing my knee into pieces, which I enjoyed. So uh, I'm kind of uh, hobbling around, as you saw last. I turned up. Um, Hot news! We met with Andy again last night. We had a, another another threesome uh, back at our old st- stamping gr- stomping stamping ground, the, sh- the showroom. <laughs> Don't get in stamps again. I know it's a very bitter <laughs> subject yeah, yeah, with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, bloody Royal Mail are running. Stamps are going completely, and they're they they're basically running the piss system and, you, and passing it off as their own. In fairness, you nicked it off Norway, who were uh, as. Uh, long distance correspondent of the pod JP pointed out they've had it for years and yeah. you just basically put something in the top corner of your envelope and away it goes. But yeah, so uh, we yeah we met up at the at, at the showroom last night, which is nice. But yeah, I, I, I turned up to the match in uh, in in very casual way. I wore tracksuit bombs because I've sliced my knee off. I fell over. Um, I went on a run, and I've got a lot to say about this. I've already had this discussion with you, but people who don't move out of their way when they're walking. Yeah, all right. I was running, but like literally, like moving. What is wrong? So I've I've moved. I've had to like bend my run, so to speak. Like I'm sort of trying to beat an offside trap. And as I bent my run, I've like slipped in mud, and I've just absolutely decked it and uh, took half my knee off. Like I, I sent you a picture. It basically, almost through to the bone. Absolutely disgusting. Probably should have gone to hospital, but just put a bit of antiseptic on, and uh, <laughs> that's it. Right, away I go. I can't walk at the moment. Now, I'm with you on the single file thing when people just take a full part. In fact, because of COVID, you know, especially near the start of COVID when everyone were doing the walking around because you only had an hour yeah. to do it and stuff like that, allegedly. And and also they thought it was obviously going to be a load more, I know obviously it's being serious, but a load more serious than it was, a load more transmissible than it is outside and things like that. But you still get people just walk, like piling towards mm-hmm. you. And uh, like for a phrase I never thought I'd utter in my life, I've said it so many times. Though, single file dickhead is a, is what I've mumbled to people on way past. Because you get really... some merchandise printed up. Single file dickhead. Yeah, I could do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had because that's always wound me up. You know, like if you go for walk in a country park or wherever, and it's always wound me up anyway. When people just don't get out of the way, they think, "Oh, we'll string ourselves like family of four. We'll string ourselves fully across this path. Anyone else can just get out of our way." That's always pissed me off. But obviously, yeah. like two years, well. A year and a half ago, um, according to Professor Whitty, that were also quite dangerous getting near me. So I was like, yeah, single file dickhead became my... The uh... thing is, if I'd have been walking towards them, I would have expected them to move slightly. But because I was running, it was almost like, oh, you're, you're running, you can you can do other stuff because you clearly got a, a level of athleticism, which means I'm doing like about a mile and a half every few days and I'm trying to get fit again. So I've, I've gone round them and then, well, I've just lost my feet. So it's Mainly my fault to a degree, but yeah, absolutely smashed all my knee up. Um, not not in a great state, to be honest. Injury doubt. Yeah, so I've been I've been sticking to the duvet the last couple of nights as well. Well, no change there then. <laughs> 
yeah so uh not not great not great um probably would have been still more mobile than uh old uh mcburney last <laughs> night but we'll uh we'll, we'll come on to that um yeah so uh so you've got a bit of a, a, a bonus pod here uh those yeah. listeners that demanded it <laughs> those 72 of you that may or may not listen to it yeah so yeah the pod that was never going to happen but um has happened now well it is happening Unless you've turned yeah. off, in which case, I mean, it's not the, the problem is the game was so bad, it's like we're gonna have to make things up. Like, Fleck, I don't know, Fleck got arrested outside Dempsey's for fighting bouncers, or Mike <laughs> Astley's coming in to take over uh, those 50 million shares that Abdullah's shifted on. Yeah, you know, just any old crap that black people might fall for. Oh, yeah, so uh, that Fleck story, then I have, I've only heard it off you, so how true is it? I've no idea. So some Wednesday fan said that he'd been in some bother at the weekend. But why would you go out? One, why would you go out at five o'clock in the morning? And why would you be down the bottom of the moor? Like, surely you'd... This is what I don't get about footballers who are getting a lot of money. Like, you surely wouldn't put yourself in a, a place, like, in a town centre where you could be seen. You'd, you'd just go to your local or you'd, you'd, you'd just have a private party. Well... <laughs> <laughs> That's what got Kyle Walker into trouble, isn't it? No, but do you know what I mean? If you were, if let, let's put yourself in the in the, in the mind and body in of John Fleck and Hendon Stevens, if you've just had a nil-nil draw at Huddersfield, what part of you would say, "I know, uh, Ender, let's 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 go downtown like till five in the morning"? Like, would that enter your your, your mind? Right, there's this, this thing you, you get all this on Twitter, don't you? People like saying. Look at these dickheads, we've just lost. What are they doing going out? And then quite rightly, you get other people going, they can still have a life. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they can go for a pint just because they've lost. Like if I have a bad day at work, I don't go, right. You wouldn't be out, you wouldn't be out until five in the morning, though, would you? Down the no, no, that's that's the difference. I mean, the, the, the two big differences are the professional athletes that have got a really big run of games coming that? up. <laughs> No, they get paid for being, doing athletic things. They don't do it very well, um, and they're not even very athletic in one of them's case. Um, but they get on paper. The professional athletes have got a massive run of games coming up. Last thing you want to be doing is like poisoning yourself, Boo- basically boozy, getting no yeah, sleep, yeah. no sleep. So basically, Sunday's a write-off. You feel like shit. You're tired. You probably can't get over it very well. You come in Monday. There's a game tomorrow. Like it's like. Are you really going to be in tip-top condition? That's what pisses me off about it. If if there'd have been a week between games, or if yeah. you know what I mean, it's it's just a it's just unprofessional, and um, yeah, shit. Well, the the, the players out on loan, uh, just just moving on from that, are obviously having a great impact. Freeman played thirty minutes, and now he's out for the season. The only good thing is, I think Millwall have to pay his loan fee, yes. uh, and that that'll probably be the end of his shit United career, I, w- I would guess, because he's out of contract at the end of the season. Probably, yeah. Um, old 99 Red Balloons, Moose says, uh, <laughs> he managed to get dropped after one half, uh, and they've sacked the manager, so he, he basically, you, he's got sacked for signing him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's gone, and Pirlo's meant to, be, meant to be coming in, but yeah, he ended up out of the team, so that that's not, not going so well. Um, obviously, McGoldrick was still waiting one of our players, but we're still waiting on on his injury. But if he has done what, you know, if he's torn torn something, then that might be the last we ever see of him. Because are we going to give him another contract? I, I love the guy, but would I give him another deal? Probably not. Oh, Who's going to say? Who is going to give? If if he needs, if it's something like I don't know, crucial ligament or whatever, then who is going to give him another yeah, contract? Yeah, there's an argument. You know, Billy's playing really well, and he'll get another another year, hopefully. But the likes of McGoldrick and Basham, I, I love them to bits, but they're not going to be able to pay him the money that they're on now. They're going to get a reduced offer of maybe a year at best, and the likelihood is that there might be a club in Championship that possibly come in for what you know, like Middlesbrough or someone like that. So, uh, be sad if that's the last we've seen of. Uh, of, of McGoldrick, but um, we'll we'll wait and see. But we are very thin at the at the top of the pitch. The thin being well, the opposite now, word. Now we've got rid of Moose. <laughs> well, with, with McBurney again, we're going to discuss him in a bit. But uh, yeah, um, we've gone from having like loads of strikers to like hardly any quite quickly. But I'm not going to criticise Heckingbottom because I, you know, I, he was right to move out Burke. He was right to move out Moose. Saving wages, they weren't really featuring. 
but now we we we, we are down to like the, the bare bones, aren't we? Yep, we are. But deal with it anyway. Um, let's talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. Well, <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to talk about the game very much. Um, fantastic halftime show. I, I'm not a big, you know, I follow the NBA a lot, and I, I kind of have a passing interest in the other. I think when you follow one American sport, even if you're not a big fan of the the sport, you get you get caught up in the hullabaloo of the other sports. So you kind of have a passing interest, and I, I follow obviously the Bulls in the NBA. So I kind of always like the Chicago teams uh, in, in the other sports. You kind of have a, a city you follow. I think probably other people do that where you follow a, a city's teams. Um, didn't really watch the game particularly. Um, it was quite a close close game, um, but the the halftime show, yeah, that's amazing. Well, firstly, you follow a city's teams. Well, yeah. that's tough shit, isn't it? Because half the time they've got right. We've had enough of this team being in this city. Let's move them right across country. Well, so, but if you pick a if you pick an established city, then that that doesn't happen as much. Yeah, not as much. And you will always choose one of the two teams. So, like, you won't follow United on Wednesday. So, like, I follow the Cubs rather than the the White Sox, uh, for instance. John Candy, that that why? <laughs> Big Cubs fan. But no, um, superb halftime show. Um, like proper like throwback for you. You know, sort of music. Like, yeah, you know, I, I do like old school kind of rap and hip hop, and you know, having Dr. Dre and Snoop and. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Eminem, uh, fifty pence. Yeah, fifty p. Who looks like he followed Moose's diet plan? I don't know if you saw it. Uh, any. Oh, oh, he's looked like he's enjoyed life. Put it put it that way. I'm not sure whether he's been going to Osmonds and uh, why would he not though? It, plus, plus, going back to the professional athlete angle from earlier, he can have what monster munch he likes. All he's got to do is spit down a microphone, as I believe the kids yeah. say. Um, he's not got to. <laughs> spit down himself while he's trying to run and he can't so yeah fair play to him he's allowed to do that uh, didn't see any of it though didn't see any of the Super Bowl didn't see any of the halftime show um, not you've, interested you've, you've missed out it was not great. interested no, no, it was great. I, very I, elaborate I, set though very elaborate set like lots of work that like, obviously cost so much money to get those art, artists uh, and, and and sort of put it together, and and it is very much kind of the amount of money they'll get. It's it's akin to like the amount of money that some of our big money signings have got for the minutes they played because you're literally just belting out. I think they did they did like two songs each, didn't they? I think Mary J. Blige was there as well, and they they did like a couple, but all all the classics, and finished with a bit of a a, a medley for uh, Still Dre with them all of them on the stage. Sounds good. Uh, I I do like. Pretty much all those that were. Pre- I even I, I even quite like Kendrick Lamar because he was there as well. Yeah, 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 obviously a bit of a more more modern angle, and yeah, all, all good stuff. But I think because of the fact I've just got zero interest in. Super- Having said that, I, I have watched. I've, I've been in America and watched the Super Bowl uh, mm. when when me and one of our mates were, were over there, and um, yeah, they're even worse losers than us Americans when it comes to sport. <laughs> we, we, we were in a Boston bar and it were um, Patriots against Giants and. The second they lost at the very end, telly straight off, music on, chicken wings thrown about, very unhappy. But yeah, apart from that, I've not got too much interest in too many American sports. You need to get into it. That's your problem. Basically, it's your problem. You need you need to get into them. Uh, pick a sport. You don't have to like all four. Just pick one sport. And well, uh, I've and been run, to run them all. I've, I've been well, no <laughs> apart from apart from American football, but I've I've seen. Two or three basketball games, NBA over there. I've seen an ice hockey game. I've seen two rounders, including one with you. Um, I've never seen an NFL game actually. I'm, I'm being too facey because I've only seen baseball. I've seen tons of NBA games over there, various locations in the states, but I've never seen an NFL game. I must admit, um, I, 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 I quite like all the. Even though I, I criticise it about the Premier League and stuff, I quite like all the hype and stuff. I I, I don't mind it. Takes it takes too long. It's like cricket, brilliant, because that's what you're there for. You're there for an all-day sport. It's kind of... And actually, I really, really enjoyed baseball. You know, we went to that one in New York and it was awful and mm. it was cold and it was shit. I've been to one in Seattle since and that was absolutely brilliant. It was, it was more like a cricket game, you know, because it was really nice early summer's night, like beautiful setting, necking beers, scoffing food like they all do that's another thing yeah. that winds me up constant scoffing in stands yeah. um, that's a good thing 
But yeah, so cricket and baseball have got like a similarity there that it is just, it's meant to be long and you're just meant to sort of enjoy it at a slow pace. But the rest of them, Jesus Christ, it pisses me off. You know, when you go to an away game and you joke, oh, it was a great day out, spoiled by two hours at the ground. Imagine going to one of them. Oh, it was a great day out, spoiled by, spoiled by four hours there, plus an hours before tailgate party, getting some barbecue down. Like, you're there for like five or six hours, sod that. Yeah, but that's the, that's the point, you face. It's like the cricket. If you go to a, a test match and you go for a day, that's the point, isn't it? You're, you're in for the day, and it is about the drinking and the, you know, the sports, but, obviously. But it just not, it, nothing happens. Like, m- my missus, she supports Nottingham Panthers. She goes to, she's had a season ticket for years at ice hockey. It's a 60-minute game, three periods of 20 minutes, I think. It she's, it takes two and a half hours, three hours, just to get it, get through it. Like, what are they playing at? Just get it, just it's get that, it It done. sounds like the game last night. I think the, the ball <laughs> well, was on the pitch for about 10 minutes. In that and I was going to come to this. I, I, I was literally, This was going to be the end of my point. There's all that shit, and it was bad enough last night, yeah. watching the stop-start tactics of Hull and the fact that, if it's not a good game, you just think, bloody hell, this is dragging. But just imagine that times two for American sports. Did, did, did you hear about Akin Fenwer, the Wickham striker? Apparently, I, I might have read this wrong, or I probably not researched properly, but uh, he was unavailable last week because he went to the Super Bowl. But apparently does that every year. It's like in his in his contract that he goes to the... He, he was covering the Super Bowl. I don't know quite know what that means. Covering it. Covering it. <laughs> if he stood well, in front yeah, of you, he would do, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, I've got a lot of time for that. Uh, get that wrote in your contract. Who was that player who played for Arsenal? Uh, Swedish midfielder. I can't remember his name. No, my son shouted Lundberg. It's not yeah, Lundberg. we clearly weren't Jungberg. He it was a Swedish him. midfielder and he had a... It, I'm going to research this as a... Obviously not researched for... But he had it wrote in his contract that he, he couldn't it could go up to space or something, or it couldn't go up to space. There was something. It could and or couldn't go up to space. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it's like it. The, op- no, it's a, the opposite Dennis Bergkamp. No, there was a contract. I, what, what the, if space mean? travel became available, it would be allowed to do it effectively? Yeah, something like that. I don't um, remember it was, no, it was definitely a thing. I'm, I'm, I'm researching it live badly because I can't even find it. Um, really crap midfielder. I can't remember his name. Uh, here we go. I've, I've Stefan Schwartz. He had a space oh, yeah. clause, um, and yeah, um, and it basically was. Uh, hang on a minute. Uh, I can't even find it. Terrible. Uh, this is uh, this is good. Go. The, the, the Stefan Schwartz, uh, basically signed up for one of the first commercial flights to space when he joined Sunderland from Valencia. Uh, the, but they inserted a clause in his contract that would nullify his deal should he leave the planet. Wow. Well, that, that, maybe that should yeah, that be written in some of our players' contracts. They, they seem to leave planet sometimes, <laughs> don't they, when you see some of the decisions oh, yeah. they're making? Uh, so, uh, yeah, unusual uh, sub, sub-clauses. Um, we're going to have to talk about the match, you know, at some yeah, point. We're 25 minutes in and we haven't really talked about it at all. Um, Although, actually, quickly, one other thing to mention, I think this was JP again, that um, he dropped the bombshell that, you know, after we talked about Natalie and Brulia on the last podcast, that she, mm. Torn wasn't her song, you know, or, or she wasn't the first one. I knew to it wasn't her it. song, but it was some no, no, obscure artist. Yeah, I knew she wasn't, obviously, she, yeah, she didn't write her own song. She didn't go straight from playing someone in Neighbours to, like, Beth, Beth. For it. Yeah, 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 to to immediately write in a, a number one hit single or whatever it was. But no, no, what surprised me is apparently it's been released about five times before, uh, including the first one that came. It was a, a band called Ender Swap, which oh, is something really? we need to do. <laughs> it might be an Edna Swap, but either way, it looks about we'll right. Go with Edna. We'll go with um, Yeah, we, we could do with that, couldn't we? So yeah, yeah, good good research by JP there. Yeah, uh, obviously we drawn nil nil at Huddersfield, which was seen seen as a decent point. I think everybody kind of agreed we would take a point. Didn't play that well. Um, Hulls on on again on surface seemed like this is a game we need to win. He he changed. He made changes that I wasn't surprised about. But where do you stand on the kind of constantly rotating 
three, four, it seems to be always four players. Four seems to be his magic number, not three, uh, with changes. And obviously, Sharp was was rested, which probably was going to happen at some point. And this was one of the weaker teams we'd played. Bogle out, Flecken, Berg out. Where, where do you stand on the amount of changes he keeps making? Well, I think Bogle was kind of forced, wasn't it? I didn't have a, like, a knock. Um, knee, knee injury. So that's that's fair enough. Um I think we both said before the game that this will be the game that Sharp don't play um, because he's got to rest him. He's 36 mm. years old and we completely and utterly rely on him. And he's been but then like, constantly moaned about when it was he dropped Sharp for, even though we were the ones who wanted him to. Because we're so reliant on him, aren't we, for, yeah. for goals? That's the problem. And he's, he's, I, know he's, I know he's in good condition and all that, but your body does wear and tear and, and it, you know, it, it'll... As the older you get, the, the harder it is for it to recover, yeah. and so on. Before um, you know it, you're slipping down paths into into mud and having to hobble around for a week. Having to wear tracks, having to wear tracksuits when you're out and about because you stick into things. Um, <laughs> comes to us all. It does literally. come to us all. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's doing better than you, obviously, with his fitness. Mm. But um, yeah, we obviously needed a rest at some point. I think we we both called it that it'd be this match. And when I saw the team, I actually thought, you know what, this is. This is probably the team, minus the Bogle thing. This is probably the team that I'd have picked because I think Norwood needed to come back. You were probably always going to put Horan at the side of him, uh, and yeah, I've, you haven't got much choice, have you? If you're going to if you're going to rest Sharp, who else have you got to put up front at the minute? <clears throat> yeah, um, so I've seen McBurney with Gibbs White and Endai just behind. Um, I think I think we're all we're all waiting for McBurney to do something uh, and we continue to wait but uh, I've, I've seen so much stuff about him like the game last night there's a lot of talk about we could have done more and you know Hull's spoiling the referee and did we do enough another day we win 1-0 with one of the chances everyone says solid performance uh, but there seems to be so much being talked about McBurney that seems to be the you know like people just focus on like he's the one we're going to focus on and it's been way too much. I mean, I, I was very critical of him last night. I think I got in, you know, on, on the WhatsApp chat in that chat in our group, but he was certainly not the worst player. No. I mean um and, and we yeah, we're gonna talk about the game in a minute, but his actual general play was okay. His hold up and his his passing and the bits and pieces he does. The problem I've got with him is he's a centre forward who doesn't score goals and doesn't impact the game enough as a striker, which is put yourself about in key areas, you know, knock people about, shoot, edit at goal. He doesn't do those things, which is kind of a, an issue. Yeah, you basically just said he's, he's all right, but he doesn't do any of the things in his job description. Basically, if you're, <laughs> if you're in another job, he'd been sacked by now or put on a performance plan at least. He's good on the any other duty. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah, a little hold-up play outside the box. It does, it, that guy we've employed... He's absolutely shit, but he makes tea all the time, doesn't he? So I think we should keep him on. No, so, I, I, so... I'm, I'm with you. I, it, it, he's had a couple of good cameos recently. His all-round play isn't that bad, but yeah, he's not doing it where he's judged, and we'll judge him he's in a scored, bit. I'm sure. He was scored like he's not scored. A, he's got one league cup goal in 18 months. Is it? I think that Leicester game going back. Possibly October, like we never. It's a long time since he scored a league goal, and yeah, he hadn't played loads. And there's all these excuses about oh, he's had COVID or he's had injuries or tonsillitis or this and that. Um, I'm kind of running out of excuses for him now. And the thing that annoys me is, he, I've said this going back a year or so ago about he joke. He was joking with Norwood about oh, I'm not on the weights and I'm not doing this and not not. But, but why aren't you doing? Why are you not physically stronger now? Like. You, you, what is he, 25, 26, should be like coming towards the peak of his career. And he's still really weak. He still can't kick a ball very hard, still gets knocked about too easy. Like, you should be stronger physically. You should have worked on your upper body strength. You should be able to, you know, knock defend it. Because he is quite, he's, what is he, 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, he's, he's quite a tall guy. And as a striker at championship level, I, I'd expect more from him. If you're not getting chances, fair enough, but you've got to contribute in other areas, and he doesn't. He doesn't do enough for me. No, he's he's skinny, isn't he? Tall and skinny. Um, and yeah, this last week or so, I've had, it's been like a combination of having enough time, and also because United have been pretty good for the last few months. Obviously, I've I've listened to the other podcast, you know, because I've I've said before yeah. that I don't know why people listen to podcasts. You know, <laughs> he says doing one. I've listened to the podcast and. But, um, 
pretty much all of them and in the last week and Ben off Blades Pod made a comment that it's the kind of thing we'd normally say. Yeah. They're normally a bit more sort of technical and, and sort of tactical and precise, but it made a comment that like it was straight out of one of our hours of McBurney's just not very good at kicking a football. <laughs> and he's quite right, isn't he? Yeah. And it happened again today. And he just he, I, I agree with you, he just seems weak in everything he does. Just decent, decent footballer. He does some decent stuff like link play and stuff. But the thing that concerns me is you're playing Endai and Gibbs White, who are meant to be doing all the pretty stuff outside the box. He needs to just get in the box. He needs to be in. The, like I've seen so many people say, we don't play two strengths. Like Swansea got balls in the box, but I think we put some. All right, the service wasn't great last night, but we do put some ball. But he's never. He doesn't seem to be there, or he's really late. Like there's a couple of headers where like he reads it too late. There's one where he sort of had a diving header over, and everyone's like, oh on the stretch. Yeah, he's on the stretch because he's not read that. And there was a couple of others where he, he don't quite, almost seems on his heels. And yeah, there, there's more wrong with the, with why we didn't win the game than just him. And he seems to be the focus. And everyone get Jebison and what we brought him back for. And I'm not convinced that he's going to suddenly change things. He probably should have had a run last night. Um, but then you can see Hecky's kind of argument about, well, we put Sharp on and he's likely to get on a, a drop, you know, flicked header or drop down. But um yeah, that, I, th- I think there were players last night who were probably poorer than him, but he just becomes a focal point, doesn't he? Because he's a striker and the, people focus on the, the striker. Yeah, I agree. In, in terms of the game, you know, we talked about the changes. I, I thought the first 15 minutes we, we were good. We were, we were on the ball, we were moving it about. Horhan and Norwood, excellent, controlling the game completely. Didn't create tons of chances. <clears throat> but we had a lot of possession and kind of made them work hard. They were clearly set up to defend and we just played on the break. Um, became very clear early on that they were just taking the sting out of things. Um, two, two, I'm going to call them blood injuries, but uh, they, they, they had two two players out to put uh, replacement shirts and including one who stripped right down to his pants. Did you see that? Well, it, that was the first one, wasn't it? So the first... Yeah. I agree with you. We started pretty well when, and we said this before on podcast that when Norwood plays well, we play well. And and he was sort of dictating things, a bit getting on the ball a lot. And for that first fifteen minutes, it's fine. And it, I think, the second of those injuries derailed us a bit, you know, because they took ages mm-hmm. and they were buggering about and stuff like that. But the first one didn't derail us as much, but it sort of derailed me because I was just like, <laughs> I, was, I was just minding my own business. And out of the corner of my eye, I thought. Someone down there in just a bikini. What's going on? And I like, looked down and pants he did. And he had, bra, wasn't he it? had matching pants and bra set on, didn't he? With, uh, what's he doing? And, uh, and then he put on his, it was straight out of the um, Smallwood, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, well, it was cold <laughs> last night. So you can't excuse him for that. So yeah, he had his small wood and uh, I don't know his name, but he. <laughs> he then put the oversized PE kit on, didn't he? It was slightly yeah. too big for him, you know, like out of the PE kit. You forgot your PE kit, you think, yes, I'm out of cross country. Brilliant. <laughs> nope, you can wear this that a six former left behind. They're like, what? He's like put, putting on these massive shorts and stuff like that. So yeah, a good little good little interlude that. Um and be, straight before that, while while they were pissing about uh, with Bra Man, um, did you know if we'd had a few shit Jackie Long throws? Um yeah, yeah. you see towel man come out. Yeah, got it, so we got a white towel on sprinting up line with all these <laughs> towels, chucking them at the ball boys and giving them instructions. And then ball boys were then rubbish. They 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 weren't they weren't using the towels very well at all for me. But um it were good little sort of and at least while the you know, while that first injury was happening, there was some entertainment to be had at least. All downhill just, from there. Though. It was just so stop-start. And Ingram, the keeper, was time-wise for off, moving it from one side to the other. I was like, just come on, ref. You need to move, like, you need to get them moving it on. And the ball just never seems to be in play. But no. for all that, and them spoiling and stopping things and the ref not really penalising them, I, I don't think we moved it quick enough. The tempo was too slow. We got in some great positions, left and right. Um, Norris and Davis, who I thought had a very good second half, first half, took too many touches, bowled out the same down the right. And I don't think Gibbs White and Endai really really threatened you're relying on them to create or or do a bit of magic and it, it didn't really work and uh I, the only thing is i can really remember in terms of chances that first of robinson had a header wide decent 
chance and he sort of headed it wide. And then there was one where Horham put a really good cross in and Gibbs White sort of slid in and it's the goalie was quite fortunate. sort of just come off Gibbs White, the defender, and sort of held it. Um, and the, the best chance was a mistake, ball over the top. McBurnie got in and then really slowly, like sort of kind of, I wouldn't even say slaloming, he was sort of cutting in. And it just seemed to open up to him, but quite a weak finish straight into the sort of guts of, of Ingram. Well, that goes back to his all-round play being pretty good because I actually thought he made that chance pretty well for himself. Yeah, you know, he did, he did was, well in the build-up. It yeah. was sort of played right into outside <clears throat> channel, practically on wing, in fact. And he, he, sort yeah. of, he sort of cut in and he made space for himself and sort of cut inside defender. And I thought, he's done really well here. What he needs to do is square it or be really, really good with his finish. So he just kicked it a really nice eye at yeah. goalie. Yeah. Um, but that, that was the best best chance of the fit. I think Endai flashed one over, but um, we didn't... I thought we played okay, but it was just, again, that those final bits. They packed the defence midfield, and it was all about, can we get a good crossing? Can we play a, a cute ball? And didn't really happen. Um, they actually ended up with a couple of decent breaks. The the lad, uh, old Harry Potter down down the left, real, yeah. real threat. Uh, it's, never mind cha- chamber of secrets, chamber of slow right-sided defenders who <laughs> couldn't react because he did Baldock and bash him a couple of times with some good skill and pace. Sort of got in and they had one. They had they actually had a, a really good chance where it came to the guy on the right right side. I, I don't know his name, and he sort of cut in and dr- sort of dragged it wide and probably should have done better. And they had another one over the bar. So that for all our good play and possession, they had probably as many sort of opportunities at, at goal in the first half as we had. Yeah, yeah, they did. But I think ours were the better ones. Uh, because... Oh, we were a far better team. We were a far better team and should have been winning. But I just think for the amount of possession territory we had, we didn't create too many clear-cut chances. And I've seen people say after the game, criticise my report and saying we had loads of chances. And I think Heckingbottom said we, we just missed lots and lots of chances. I'm like... The McBurney one first half, Robinson had the header, and then the Endai was second half, you know, the Endai one we, we had. But I can't remember us having many good chances or where we cut them open or, or like head of steam where we were co- constantly pushing them back. Now, the first, like, I don't think that, because that, um, that McBurney header that you've talked about was right at the end of the first half, wasn't it? And that sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent diving, move diving had to come off his ear or whatever. Really good move, really good build up and good cross. Uh, mm-hmm. But it wasn't a brilliant chance. It was just a good build up and it got yeah. to a, an area. And I don't think, I know you've criticised him for how he's reacted to the cross, but I don't think many people score that chance. It were it were a decent enough chance, but it were no more than a half chance, probably. Unless you react quicker and get there. Quicker. Unless you react quicker and get there, in which case it's a city, yeah. Um, and but I think the better chance was the Robinson one. It, it seemed yeah, it to just like he had, he see, it were almost a free header, but it seemed to just like come off his face and go, you know, mm. put it straight across goal and it went wide and it was a bit disappointing that one. And yeah, had a good think, effort second half, though, a, a volley definitely. Oh, that was very practically, <laughs> practically the last thing he did, weren't it? That slice that just went absolutely nowhere near anything. He had a good game again, though, last night. I've, I've got to say, I think he's been one of our better players in the last couple of games. He, he you know, we, we've talked about those two misses, but. His general playing, coming onto the ball, reading the game, intercepting, coming out with it. I, I thought I thought he was close to our best player again last night. Well, he's not there to score goals, is he? He's done his job. Yeah. Pro- he's, he's like the he's like the inverse McBurney. He's done his job over the yeah. past three or four games really, really well. And the extra bits is not done as well, you know, like getting chances yeah. or you know, his long throws aren't being as effective, <clears throat> but he's you know, he's he's got there and he's he's, he's able to do these things, you know, the long throw and he's He's actually got his head on the ball in the area and stuff like that. So yeah, I think I agree with you. He's been one of the better players recently. Um, so second half we sort of come on to again. We had lots of ball early on, but I thought Gibbs White got more involved and he started to kind of create a little bit, sort of cut out some of the daft flicks and actually realise that if I control the ball and have a few touches and you know he was one of the few I was actually wanting to get on it. The rest of them I felt they were taking too many touches. Uh, whereas he was trying to do everything first time, there's little flicks around the corner and stuff, but it didn't really work for him in MDI. But then there was one moment where I think McBurney had had one header off target and then we broke, they were appealing for a foul and we, we like kind of swarmed forward and Gibbs White's ball was, was, was kind of perfect, beat the offside trap. Same, pretty much same chance as last week, friend I just on the other side and it, it took way too long to kind of decide what he was doing and then 
it pretty much like the McBurney one. He just hit it straight at the keeper. He, there's no, you know, no no cleverness, no kind of, you know, just he, he could have done anything but that really. Didn't you slag him off being too clever with his attempt last week? It too clever last week, not, not clever, clever enough, enough this week. If you can he's, find that he's, happy medium, yeah, he's, he's not been. He's, you know, he, I, I think he's going to be a good player, and he, he's lovely. You know, low low center of gravity, body control. His, his upper body strength's very good for for someone who's not that you know not that weighty. Look at him compared to McBurney, but uh, he's not really been at it the last last few few games. Last week against West Brom today, he's not really impacted the game enough and. Big chance missed there, and then he got frustrated after that. He got booked, and he sort of fouled someone, and then he he came off for Sharp. And we we did improve when Sharp came on. We looked more of a threat. Just just his nuisance factor down down those channels. Um, yeah, uh, and Berg came on with probably about fifteen to go with stoppage time. And I thought Berg did really well. He's basically become a, a right a right marauding right winger. That's his, that's where yeah. he's at his best now. Not as that holder or. You know, central midfielder. He's most effective when they give it him. And as I was shouting, "Run at him! Use your strength, lad!" and he and he did that a few times and won a couple of corners. And they were really worried about him when he ran at them. Yeah, he's only ever seemed involved when he's out on them wide right areas. And I'm talking like two years ago as well. You know, way back to when we first signed him. He only ever seems to <coughs> show anything when he is in them wide positions, running at players, and he seems to get on ball more when he's out there and yeah. stuff. And yeah. it's good, really, because we don't play with wingers. So it's good he's found his position as, as one that we don't actually play. I, I think Heckingbottom's uh, done fantastically since he's come in, but I think tactically and substitution-wise, I think he's been found one in the last two games. Like I thought against Huddersfield, he should have brought Norwood in a lot sooner. He could have made other changes. He brought in Dion with five minutes to go, and he to say he's rotating the squad, he could have used players. I think last night... You know, he's give his reasoning why McBurney stayed on, but I think they need they got two big slow centre halves. I thought we could have done with some pace behind because they were just forcing us into those wide areas. I also think he could have done the wilder tactic last night and took off one of the centre backs. They had one striker up front, yeah, um, fourth, and then uh, Eves came on and they had one striker against three. But I think he was slightly worried because Potter down the left was causing problems and he. And Baldock was struggling with him. Oh, really. Some so wizardry down to, that down that He left, actually really. bash on on to kind of combat that a bit. But I do think he he perhaps could have took one of the centre halves off, whether it was Robinson or Basham, and 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 put another. He could have gone with Horwood and Horwood, uh, Norwood <laughs> and Horahan in the centre, and maybe Gibbs White left, Berg right, and kept with two. I don't know. It, I I just don't think we did enough to. They'd kind of set their stall out of just kind of forcing it, like funneling us into those wide areas, knowing that we, we couldn't cross or didn't really have an idea. And um, for the last 20 minutes, I, I can't recall a chance, a clear chance. They had the best chance when uh, Longman, uh, <laughs> another great name, uh, had that break when Eves got away from, I think, Egan and he sort of curled wide. But for all the play we'd had and all the ball we'd had, I never felt we were going to open them up or or create anything. No, just a couple of weak McBurney headers, weren't they? They were that that Gibbs White volley was sort of last 15, 20, yeah, weren't it? That, that that was probably the closest we came um t- towards the end. Um Horan had that free kick that took a deflection, you know, white way, you know, it was yeah. a worked free yeah. kick. No, had no look- had a run, he ran well, he sort of walked through. Do you see that when he, he, did, he never yeah. runs with the ball, does he? Or he always just passes it and he was trying them stupid. I mean, uh, he was all right. I thought him and Horan was all right, but they started trying those stupid floated diagonal balls that were just easy to read from fullback. Um, we didn't go through the middle, but then once he, he, he kind of walked through the middle and I think he wanted to get fouled because he thought, what? Oh, I can't do anything yeah, here. I'm, I'm out guess, yeah, yeah. But no, he, he, he had he had a funny game, actually. Yeah, but I think I think he suffered, well, we we suffered as a team for that stop-start at the beginning. It just sort of derailed us a bit and I've had <coughs> derailed three times. Yeah, not yeah. not sure if uh, that's yeah, yeah. I, I do keep uh, saying not sure in my reports has been uh, has been noted by a few people. It has, yeah. I mean, you've you've always had your pet phrases: sloppy, not sure. Yeah, it's fine. Everyone does that. Um, don't let it derail you. So I yeah, he he started well, Norwood, and you know that's why we were playing well first fifteen. I think a big part of it. But he, after that first fifteen, he slowly sort of. I mean. When it first off, when he decided he wanted a bit of tackling practice, he got ball, gave it them, 
had to go and tackle it back off him, got got on ball again, immediately gave it him back I think again. the second half. He, he played second three half, back passes where he tried... I'm sort of being a bit hypocritical because he, he started trying to play it through the middle and he just yeah. kept kicking it straight to him. And then, it, yeah. and then he'd win it back. All right, just keep it nice. Oh, <laughs> give it away. Okay, did, like you say, did it like three times. I thought Horan had a decent game, actually. And I thought his set plays and sort of crosses were, were better than Norwood's, actually. Norwood... He, he did that one on half time where he just blasted it straight at their player and he booted out. And then second half tried this short corner with Boldock. They both took it in terms to play a terrible cross. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't quite quite work from Snake. I I would rather him be in the team though. Um, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd, I'd much I he gets he's another one that gets a lot of stick um on forums and on, on Twitter and stuff like that. And I we've said it. I I know I said it earlier today. When he plays well, we generally play well, and he keeps he keeps the ball moving. Um, and not enough of our players like demand the ball, want to get on it, and want to try and do stuff with it. Doesn't always work, but I'd keep picking him. And I know he's going to have to be rested on and off because he's another one that's wrong side of third. That, that's where we miss. We really miss Bogle. It, it was obvious last night in terms of Baldock's lack of. Uh, Ability, I'm sad to say, like in those those attacking areas where Bogle can, you know, beat a man, do a bit of a trick, can play a little, you know, round the corner balls, as I call it, with Endai and, and Gibbs White and get into those areas. And Baldock could get it so many times in that wide right and bash him as well, as much as I love him. Like, and it's just they, they don't really have a they don't really have that kind of cuteness to just do something different. Oh, come on, uh, George has got quite a lot of cuteness. Well, <laughs> aesthetically, maybe, <laughs> but um, and we were, yeah, you. You, you look at that performance last night and you'd be like, yeah, Bogle's actually the much better option when when they're both fit in that in that area. I thought Norrington Davis, I've been quite critical of him. I thought he had a decent second half. I thought he was one of our better players in the second half. He, his crossing wasn't great, but he, he his touch and his passing and his link play down that left was that we were actually more effective down the left than they were down the right last night in the second yeah. half. Yeah, we were much better last night. And I actually think, I know you said he had a crap first half. I think right from the off, he looked much, much more it, improved from his recent game. took and, too many touches to do things he, he, and he slowed us down a bit. But I suppose you could you could level that at a number of players last night. We just, I didn't mind it early on to do it because we're keeping it. We're moving him about, trying to tire him out. But then as the game went on, it's like at some point we're going to have to increase the tempo and we're going to have to move it quicker to create a gap because they were just sitting in, you know, time-wasting. I mean, the ref was poor. He should have booked the goalkeeper long before he did. Um, but at the end of the day, we've got to we've got to be better to be quite a poor side, quite a limited side who were playing on the break. And to, to, you know, we created maybe two, three good chances the whole game. I say another day we take one, we win one 0 and we're all saying that's good professional performance. But we didn't. Yeah. So it's a it's an average. Semi-professional performance. But, 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 but results do dictate things. And, you know, it is easy to say, like, oh, if we'd have done this, we'd have, but we didn't. And it's a nil-nil against a team we should be beating. Um, and, and that's why, ultimately, I think most people came away last night disappointed because, you know, you, you, you've, got to be, you've got to be winning games like that. Uh, I don't think it was a dreadful performance, but I, I thought it was a very average perf- performance and one where we didn't quite do enough to... To win a game, we should be winning a, a two nil, a comfort, like we did last week against yeah. a better side, West Brom. Yep, um, my street food chef burrito didn't work. It's a, it's a clean sheet yeah. burrito. I mean, I've not checked my actual sheets on my bed because I did have a slightly <laughs> hotter sauce on it yeah, last night. So you'd be sticking to him like me. Yeah, I don't know what about the actual sheets, but it's still a clean sheet burrito. So yeah, street food chef, still you can still sponsor me if you want. If it, it, we're, we're still open to that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, clean, the clean sheet side of it's good, and, and we again we said it last week, week before that these three at the back now are give, and then Wes behind are, are giving the rest of the team that solidity, aren't they? Um, it doesn't matter as much that there's not too much going on in front of them because you do trust them a lot to sort of keep. Yeah, it's it tight. not. It's not hard, even though you know it's two nil nil draws, and we're you know, a little disappointed we've not got more points. He's not had what I would call a. A proper save to make in the, no. what the last probably three games go at West Brom, maybe go back in further than that. I can't recall him making you know a wonder save or a great save. They have protected him pretty well. Um, and like you say, I, I think that those those three have been been fine. Um, it's just a bit worrying that further up the field we've not you know, we, we need a big game uh, at the weekend from 
a Gibbs White or a you know, die if he starts. We need one of them two to to kind of turn up. And Gibbs White did okay second half, but we we do need more from from them. Yeah, it's like that front three. It's like you know when you. When you when your front men are like trying their hardest, but they're not getting the service, or whatever, and you say, "Oh, they're feeding off scraps." You know, it was sort of the way around last night, weren't it? That the ones behind them. I think you said it last night in, uh, on a text that the, the two behind, and then to a lesser extent, you know, wide men defenders and that they're they're not doing too badly. They're actually providing some service and doing some good stuff despite those three in front of them. So mm. not so much feeding. I don't know what you call it. It's not feeding off scraps, is it? It's like they're trying to deliver a pizza, but they won't answer the door, front three. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think we saw enough movement from the, the, the players at the top of the field. And like I say, everyone's going in for McBurney, but um, I, I'm not sure. And I think Endai was worse than him. And Gibbs, Gibbs White, I don't think he would be any better than, than, than McBurney, but it just becomes a, an easy kind of, easy, easy scapegoat. You, you know, you yeah. everyone has them. I have them. We all have them, don't you? You pick on one player and he becomes a focus. But I think there was a lot more wrong with the performance. And I'm not convinced that if Jebison had played, we'd have suddenly scored. Uh, I do think Jebison probably do need to get some minutes. Uh, we brought him back now and... Um, you know, we, we are rotating strikers and I'd, I'd like to see him given a, a bit of a spell, but we know what's going to happen. He'll play for 20 minutes and everyone will come on, including myself, and say, he's not ready. He's not ready for this level. Should have left him at Burton. Uh, but we've yeah. got to give him that 20 minutes to do that. I don't know, though, because like, I've, I've read a bit on Twitter today and there's a lot, there's, there's, I say there's a lot of debate. I've, I think I read about three tweets <laughs> about it. You've got people saying... Um, well, everyone turns into a manager, don't they? Oh, what's Eki on yeah. about? Why has he brought him back if he's not ready? Well, they see him in training every day. And to be fair yeah. to this sort of management team, and, and to a lesser extent the team before, they saw it with such as Freeman and, you know, what's he got to do in training to get a game? He's obviously shit in training. And he's, he's seen him in, you know, he's seen him in various matches, you know, when they play second string in these yeah. cup games and that. They're watching him. They're not stupid. They know what they're seeing. And, and they obviously think he's not quite ready yet. And... I think he's got to give him a run out at some point because of rotating the squad and also what's the point of bringing him back and he, he probably needs a game, just you know, see how he gets on. And he, he probably should have given him some time yesterday. But like you said, if he'd brought him on with 10, 10, 15 minutes to go in that game last night, I'm not sure he'd have got anywhere near, you know, it, it, would he have got any chances? Would he have got on the ball? And then I would 10 or 15 minutes in last night's game have done anything for him whatsoever? It's hard because that Sharp McBurney combination never seems to work. So it almost feels like it's one of the two. And then, you know, whether it's Endai off or Gibbs White off, but that's the problem with Brewster. You know, he'd been coming coming good and he'd look quite quite pacey. McGoldrick obviously does offers different things, but, you know, all of a sudden we, we kind of, we kind of without sharp, it's we're kind of struggling a bit up front where where the goals are going to come from or where we're going to have that threat and uh, and that's where my play Berg up front option comes it comes to, to the fore. <laughs> well, why not try we try him everywhere else? Yeah, Sander Berg just off the off the striker in like a, not even a number ten. He's like a number nine and a half roles nine and a half weeks role. Um, <laughs> So yeah, just playing, play, playing in that, in that, in that hole. I, I, I think it's worth the go and get and just say get on the ball and drive them because they'd be terrified in defenses. You can afford to play an extra, almost an extra, not an extra man. You can't play twelve, but like have have him in that position. That's my that's my tactic. Or the Kim Bassinger position. Yeah, <laughs> nine and a half. I, <laughs> I, I that's that's just ridiculous. But you know what? <laughs> it might work. It's no. But we've tried him everywhere else, so let's let's play him as a like a you know throwback, almost like Paul Warhurst do. They, they put front, yeah, just lob him uh, up there. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, I mean next one is Baldock up front. Yeah, well, <laughs> well. It, it worked for Greg Alford, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just needs to put some sweatbands on. Sweatbands uh, didn't have an injury at one bit as well. I had a bandage on when he scored header, yeah, so possibly, yeah, just possibly bandages and uh, and sweatbands. The other thing is, why didn't Jack Robinson take any long throws in the second half? Because towel boys hadn't done the job properly. <laughs> it, it's a fake, fake Tyndall. It was one of them sort of crap fake Tyndall type coaches, weren't it, with his towels running on. Um, ball boys obviously aren't being well drilled enough and they just gave up on it. And they were, they were rubbish anyway. It was sort of throwing them in. And then I don't know if you saw this, I was right behind one of them first half. 
first minute, threw one in, and it sort of bent. It like went away. It obviously got some sort of spin on it. Went absolutely nowhere near any of our players whatsoever. So I think they just gave up on that tactic. And Bendy Chuck. Bendy, bendy Lab, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but uh, disappointing because you, you you really thought we would have won last night. And the two home games coming up, at, in theory, are against slightly more dangerous teams in terms of you know forwards they've got and stuff. So, what, um, it, what do you reckon for Swansea game then? I mean, obviously... McBurney will be unavailable because I've been away end um, gesticulating <laughs> death threats at me in South Stand. He'll be up for it, I suppose, won't he? Will he? <laughs> like I say, he'll be, he'll be a I think Sharp. Him, I think Sharp will be back in. And he won't Probably, be playing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's so it should be sat with you gesticulating. If he will be, yeah, he'll be uh, threatening to kill me. I heard you on that party beginning me sort of pointing me out. Quite, I think we've been quite fair on him. He was not as bad as everyone made out. Become a bit of a scapegoat. But the problem is he can't kick it and edit hard enough as I'm, a footballer. I'm glad you're coming round to my fence-sitting way of thinking. Because gen- generally, when things are split like that, and you can do it... With, the, the other night, they were... I can't even remember what opinion it were when I searched it, and it was one one way and then the other. And then Berg. Berg, that were it, yeah. I knew, this, I knew number 9.5. 9.5, lad. Um, 9.5 for looks, to tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's February on the calendar in my son's room. I've been going into my son's room a little bit more recently. That's not good enough. There's not enough days in February to be looking at him. It needs to be like a March or one of other ones with 31 days that I can't remember off the top of my head. Can't do that rhyme on here, can I? Um, But yeah, McBurney, the truth is always near in the middle when you've got like a 50-50 split of people saying he's the worst player ever and everyone else going, oh, he's great. It's just our management's fault. The truth is, is... He's a reasonable footballer, but he's not doing what we need him to do, and we've probably got better options. You expect much more from him, and that's my my final final take on it. Who was your man of the match last night? Um, probably what, it's got to be one of the defenders. I not bash him because he, no, I love him. He's my favourite. He's basically skin. my favourite. He's getting nutmegged at the moment. He's, he seemed really slow last night yeah, as well. I thought I that. I don't know I if there's another that. one that do, would need yeah. a rest or whatever. I but thought, I thought he looked off the pace and. Uh, Harry Potter was weaving his magic. He was indeed, wasn't he? Um, but yeah, I think you can take your pick from any of the others. That Egan aren't... was all right last night. I thought Egan yeah. did be pretty steady game. But what you, you you know you're talking about steady games, you, you know. And I thought Egan, Jack Robinson, I thought Horahan did okay. But they're, they're like sixes, six and a half out of ten. There's nothing. There's yeah. nothing where you think, oh, he was out. There was a lot of very average performances last night. Yeah, very. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd probably go with one of Robinson or hmm? pro- probably Robinson just ahead of Egan. Although, yeah. although uh, left back was good. Um, yeah, you know, we've, yeah, we've, we've, we've yeah, slagged him off first on show. here before. We're well, not slagged him off. It's just we just we just point Spectrum out when he's not had a particularly yeah. good game. Um, but he's, he was he was fine yesterday. <laughs> quite happy with that. Um, not not so happy. Like what? What do you make about the crowd? I've, I've seen a load of people moaning about that as well. I, 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 to, to be honest, it's that kind of we've been good syndrome. Give us something better to shout about. I think you're right. Premier League. There, there is a bit of that. And I'm not, you know, everyone's saying it's only us shouting in this corner or doing this. So it's hard to get like a hold on a Tuesday night. You know, maybe the crowd should give them more, but we've had a really shit year and a half. You know, we. <laughs> I don't know. It's never going to be particularly noisy. But then, I, you know, we had West Brom last week, you know, a, a more kind of top, top, take, you know, Bruce coming back. And it wasn't particularly like, it, it isn't great at the moment. The atmosphere no. is flat. But then I reckon you could go to a number of home games in the championship, other teams, Huddersfield uh, and Saturday is an example, and it's pretty quiet anyway. It's, I, no. I think football fans generally these days, it, you don't have the noise. It's it's that kind of you know, you know. It's almost like now. It's like well, I shouldn't have to sing. I shouldn't. I don't know. It's it is a bit waiting for something to happen. And and mm. I'm. I mean, I think it's I don't class myself as I I join in with songs. You you know, especially when things are going well. But I don't. I'm not going to start one. You know what I mean? It's like my I'm Why my not? time's done. No, it matter. I, I will in away crowds, but in that section at South Stand, no one's going to get behind me, I don't no, think. No. Um, I, I join in, but it's, it's someone else's turn. Youngins coming through. They need to sort it out, don't they? Blame on someone else. Fans. That's, that's what you do. It's what you do when you're in your middle age. You blame blame youngsters. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. But no, it was it was quite flat. And there's so many games coming up as well. It's like we're back again on Saturday, then we're back again next Wednesday. And yeah, I love going to 
Bramley. I love watching United, but um, you almost need something to kind of thrive off. You, like you say, you need an incident. You need yeah. something. Um, you know, like the West Brom last week, there was the red card, and that led to a bit more noise. But, uh, but maybe, maybe we should do more. Maybe we become complacent. Maybe are you saying that? It is our fault. Everything's our fault. But are you saying because there's a lot of games coming up, you've been resting your voice? Are we rotating our singers? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Four out each game. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's always the case. I don't think our home support's been that amazing for quite some time. I think it improved under Wilder, obviously. Um, I, I think generally the football, um, even under Heck, even though it's improved, it is quite slow and it is quite kind of laboured and it's not constantly balls in the box. There's not constant chances. Um, It's kind of a hard brand of football, even though it has, the pace has quickened since Slav went, Uh, but even going back to Wilder, it's not the type of football that you suddenly you're you're off your off your off your feet and so oh, another, chance, feet. another chance you're falling down again <laughs> <laughs> jumping up um, so, yeah and and then we haven't got the sort of players you know if Gibbs White's not out or in die where they're gonna dribble and you know skills and stuff that's where where Bogle's a, a miss so uh, yeah yeah um, but it's not good enough fans do yeah. more get behind them 